Good morning. Good morning. We are coming up on the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany. Let's open with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, you know we live in the midst of so many dangers that in our frailty we cannot stand upright. Grant strength and protection to support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading is from Deuteronomy chapter 18. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, from your brothers. It is to him you shall listen. Just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly, when you said, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, or see his great fire any more, lest I die. And the Lord said to me, They are right in what they have spoken. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. And whoever will not listen to my words that he shall speak in my name, I myself will require it of him. But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Now concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. If anyone imagined that he knows something, he does not yet know, as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, he is known by God. Therefore, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that an idol has no real existence, and that there is no God but one. For although there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom all things from whom are all things, and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through whom we exist. However, not all possess this knowledge, but some, through former association with idols, eat food as really offered up to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not commend us to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better off if we do. But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will he not be encouraged if his conscience is weak to eat food offered to idols? And so by your knowledge, this weak person is destroyed, the brother for whom Christ died. Thus, sinning against your brothers and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the gospel reading is from Mark 1, 21 to 28. And they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent, and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I want to start out by saying I, uh, many years ago I went to, uh, well, I was eating popcorn and I, 
I hit a kernel and it it shattered one of my molars in the back. I go to the de- yeah, it was bad. I went to the dentist and he said, you know, that's one of your main teeth. You're gonna I'm gonna recommend that you get a tooth implant. He said, but I need you to go to a specialist in Milwaukee. So I set up the appointment thinking, you know, I'm just gonna go, um, he's gonna look at it, set up a time to get this going and so forth. So I went in with my collar and uh, he walks in the room and he says, you holy man. And then he says, you have Lent coming up. We need to do this right now. So you ready for Lent? He's a Middle Eastern guy, a Christian. And I said, um, Oh, well, and he explains to me what's involved. He's going to drill out the old tooth into the jaw. Then he had bone fragments that so he's going to put this post in and, and then pat it all together. And, and then I'd have to go and wait until it got strong. And then he'd put the tooth in. And he goes, uh, well, we take your blood pressure and we, we start. So he took my blood pressure. He goes, calm down, holy man. I'm like, you calm down, man. So my point in bringing this little story up is, why did he call me a holy man? He didn't know who I was, good, bad, or otherwise. Um, He was a Christian who knew what the collar meant. He meant that I was a called and ordained servant of the word, given to speak the words of the Holy One of God, Jesus Christ. And... um, that word of God, that gospel of Jesus Christ, scatters the darkness of our sin and death, casts out the evil from us, right? Um, and I think about how uh, you, you're a holy man. Thomas, you holy man. Um, well, not because you try, because you were uh, washed in, the, in holy baptism, made uh, holy uh, through the forgiveness of sins. God took up uh, residence um, with you and clothed you with his righteousness. In fact, we even talk about uh, you know, um, wearing white robes, a baptism as a way to remind us that we're clothed with the righteousness of Jesus Christ, with his holiness. We are his children now. We are special and unique. And um, when we uh, uh, you know, stray or uh, we fall into sin, we have the holy word of God that returns us to that water and word of holy baptism to receive that forgiveness again and to be clothed again with his righteousness. And the Holy Communion um, delivers the body and blood, the holy body and blood of Jesus Christ into our mouths, our ears, our hearts, and our lives. So uh, we are holy men and, and, and women in Christ he, because he gives us his holiness. Now it's interesting that Jesus silences the demon or the unclean spirit um, when he says, I know who you are. It's not that um, the unclean spirit isn't correct. He is correct. He knows who Jesus is. Um, there are two reasons, really, I think, um, with regard to why Jesus silenced him. Number one is it wasn't given him to say, and he uh, was an unbeliever. He didn't receive the benefits of, of our Lord's holiness. In fact, he was uh, the, uh, an adversary. So Jesus silences his adversary. And number two, Jesus' time had not yet come for all of that to be revealed with all his glory. Ultimately, that would come at the cross where he would come, overcome the unholiness of the world, um, the uh, unholy trinity of uh, the devil, the world, and our own sinful flesh. So um, our Lord uh, uh, will be here Sunday to make you holy, to give you his righteousness, to... Um, wash away your sin, to 
clothe you with his goodness and to bring us together with him and one another. Um, so uh, uh, that's where I'm going with this. Yeah, that's good. Um, I, the, the question that he asked Jesus, have you come to destroy us? Yeah, right before that. Yeah. Uh, right before us, which is an interesting question. And looking back at this First Corinthians reading, which is an interesting reading dealing mm -hmm. with foods, maybe you shouldn't have eaten the popcorn to begin with. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kidding. That, well, my, that dentist said, I never eat popcorn. <laughs> or because of this. But uh, this idea that we who have been made holy by the blood of the Lamb uh, through holy baptism and holy communion, have a great responsibility to lead holy lives according to the word of God, right? And I think that's what Paul is getting at in this at this reading, that if there's something that we do that um, would make another person stray away from the faith, we need to be called on it, right? And, and to be pointed out our sin and return to um, holy absolution, to repent and turn around, that... Um, this great responsibility of how we live our lives as a Christian. We call this the third use of the law. But also, <clears throat> you're right, you know, because, uh, and, and the opposite way, when we allow the Word of God to have its way with us, love prevails. And so right. I, I don't eat the meat because someone else, or, or I don't do a certain thing that maybe offends someone else out of love and care for them, even though I could. I mean, I, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I've done this kind of, uh, maybe I shouldn't mention that, but. Um, <laughs> But during Lent, we have, um, you know, certain people abstain from certain things, and and uh, um, for instance, meat on Fridays. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so, um, and th and that's a, that's a fine practice. It's a godly practice mm -hmm. um, to remind ourselves of the bitter suffering and death that Christ went through us to give up, to to to, so to speak, put our bodies under submission to His suffering and death. But what I wanted to bring out was in Luther's small catechism where he talks about um, uh, this, this holiness that we're talking about. Hallowed be thy name. Um, holy is God's name. What does this mean? God's name is certainly holy in itself, but we pray in this petition that it may be kept holy among us also. So how is God's name kept holy? God's name is kept holy when the word of God is taught in its truth and purity. And we as the children of life also lead holy lives according to this. Help us to do this, dear Father in heaven. But anyone who teaches or lives contrary to God's word profanes the name of God among us. Protect us from this, Heavenly Father. So that profaning the name of God by not leading holy lives, by receiving the holy things, as you put in here from um, Dr. Dr. Plass, um, mm -hmm. Reverend Plass, holy Lord, holy gifts, mm -hmm. holy people. Yeah, just a couple of thoughts there. You know, I was thinking when you said about the not eating meat on, on Friday as a kid. You know, we after basketball games. I remember being at this the first time, kind of that was brought to my mm -hmm. attention with friends. We were at Happy Joe's Pizza, mm. and they said, "Well, we can't have meat on ours." I'm like, but it what it did was it got us talking about yeah. why, and it actually and they um, they understood they particularly understood why you know about and it's um, the giving up something for remembering. The, what what our Lord has done for us, and and what not that that giving sacrifice, life, yeah, yeah, giving up His life for us, not that that you know giving up meat is anywhere near uh, that, but it's it's a recognition though, sure. and it got us talking about uh, the One who makes us holy, and and uh, through His suffering, death, and resurrection. So, yeah, that's yeah. good. And the other part too, I, I just kind of jumped out on me just now, 
is, but the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name that I have not commanded mm -hmm. him to speak, that, that unclean spirit was not, well, not didn't given have the authority. An, or he didn't have the authority to do that. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, this will be a, um, uh, really, um, uh, the readings and everything fit really, really tightly, so I'm looking forward to, to preaching on Sunday. Our, um, our reading, or our um, hymn that uh, is the um, last hymn for Sunday is Rise, Shine, You People. Um, on 825 in LSB. And I like in verse 2, he sends the powers of evil reeling. Mm -hmm. That's a great word. Let's do verses 1, 2, and 4. Okay. All right. Rise, shine, you people, Christ the Lord has entered. Our human story, God in him is centered. He comes to us by death and sin surrounded with grace unbounded. See how he sends the powers of evil reeling. He brings us freedom, light and life and healing. All men and women who by guilt are driven, now are forgiven. Tell how the Father sent his Son to save us. Tell of the Son who life and freedom gave us. Tell how the Spirit calls from every nation his new creation. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Thanks. Thank you.